Welcome back to the Chasing Tone video show with Brian. I'm Max. And today we talk about uh, the Clarksdale versus the pre-gain section of the Plexi Drive, which are two like tube screamery type of pedals and how they compare to each other. Uh, we also talk about uh, gigging in the winter, some yeah. tips for gigging in the winter. And then we have a very cool gear vault for this week with a, with a very cool uh, special type of booster. It was a bottle. It's a magic booster. Magic. What are the differences in the similarities of the Clarksdale in the pregame channel of the Plexi Drive Deluxe? All right, so the Clarksdale and the pregame section of the Plexi Drive are very similar, right? Both TS inspired, right? Both Tube Screamer-esque type of circuits. I would actually go as far as saying the Clarksdale being uh, very 808-ish, and since the pregain is based on the Clarksdale, then uh, you're gonna have some similar sounds. Cool. So I'm playing this Whitfield Stratocaster. And uh, right now I have the bass, mids, and treble pretty close to 12 o'clock on the Clarksdale. And uh, the only control you have on the pregain section of the Plexi Drive is the pregain. Um, Which just does like volume. It's just, volume. It's just a volume, so, so tone is set, um, distortion set gotcha. or gain set. So, um, first of all, I'll click on that. Yeah, use your bender. <laughs> that was, that was, uh, I'll call that country lick. Uh, a, that's that's one of them. Play B later, and then you played them both. I'll, yeah, right. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll play country like B that I know later. Uh, Clark Still. You thought it was getting slower. We're just kind of sped up at the end. It's exactly. Like, uh, I had you fooled, didn't I? So Plexi Drive? So Plexi Drive is just a little more gainy. Uh, could be, but we can compensate with that. So that would be the Clarksdale with the controls. Sure. So the so the Plexi Drive, I guess what I'm hearing is the, the Plexi Drive kind of is like right in the middle gain-wise. It's not quite as, doesn't have clean capabilities that the Clarksdale has or mm -hmm. the extreme heavy right. that the Clarksdale has. It's kind of set as a general... Mm -hmm. Great sounding on the verge of breakup. Right. right. So, and then when you stack them together, it's your favorite sound. <laughs> That's, I was like, why does this sound so weird? It's like, <laughs> nope, it's got to be on I the was, neck. <laughs> I was on the bridge pickup. You were. Um, and we should probably note that we're playing through the Port City Pearl, too. Yeah, very flat amp for you guys that don't yeah. know. It's it's a very flat response amp. Right. So okay, so in your favorite position. <laughs> that was uh, like uh, B and a half. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's your gig. I'm gonna hand it to you. Yeah, what, and show me, you you tell me what you think about the difference. So yeah, I mean, so like. I, I kind of mentioned earlier, for, at least in my ear, I kind of hear the Plexi Drive 
kind of right in the middle gain wise. It's, it's your pre-gain circuit. Pre-gain, yeah, excuse me. The pre-gain side, you know, the, the TS inspired mm -hmm. side of it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of right in the middle. Have you already, I, I know I get a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails. The guys want to know about overlap. Like if I already have a place to drive deluxe with that TS circuit, do I need a Clark sale? Uh, me personally, you can never have too many tube screamers, so mm -hmm. yes. Um, but they both do uh, kind of different things. If you if you already kind of like the on the verge of breakup, it's slightly gainy tube screamer, you, you might just like the, the pre-gain section of the Plexi Drive Deluxe. Uh, if you want a little bit more control, let's say you like your tube screamer just for a boost, um, definitely want to take a look at the car seal. If you like your tube screamer with a lot of hair on it, or like really cranked up, definitely check out the car seal. Um, but they sound really cool stacked together. I've been I was kind of playing with this uh, a couple weeks ago. I had some customers just ask me about it. Um, so I would set up uh, to do a little bit more treble. Uh, I put my games cranked up just a little bit and my volume button right there on the neck position as God intended with the Stratocaster. It's still pretty hunky, it's still pretty mid-rangey. Um, you could dial some of that out with your amp. I usually kind of leave them, if I'm running two tube screamers, I kind of leave everything at noon anyways on both. Uh, it kind of stacks them really wonderfully. Uh, if you're looking for something a little cleaner, uh, I always kind of throw it down in the smooth position and mm -hmm. just really kind of crank your gain down. Yeah, that lift section actually changes, the switch on it changes diodes. So if you're like the type of guy that wants to know, uh, lift would be asymmetrical clipping and smooth would be symmetrical clipping. Boom. So clipping. what that really translates to the guy actually playing it is that uh, in the lift uh, in the lift setting, it's gonna be a little more open. Okay. In the smooth setting, a little more like what people call compressed. It's not, okay. it's not like a compression, but it's just a little more, a little more round. It, I don't know how you describe something without <laughs> using that word, but. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of set up, when I'm playing my clerk's deal, I kind of set it up as almost a right on the verge breakup, kind of a cleaner sound. You can kind of hear it just breaking up just a little bit. Then I use my other two screamer, or in this case, you can just use a pre-gain section of the plexi drive to really just crank it up. sounds wonderful two tube screamers that's why you should always do it but yeah there there is some overlap but if you're a guy like me that really likes a lot of options in your tube screamer you definitely want to kind of take a look at the clark sale i would say that you know if i didn't work for you <laughs> the clark sale just i've had a lot of tso8s actually i have all every tube screamer model but two from ibanez and i, I the clark sale are you screen. asking ibanez to send you those two <laughs> Which ones don't if you, you find in your heart i don't have the uh TS-808DX, which is like this ginormous tube screamer. Mm -hmm. um, let's see, what I think there's one more I don't have. Maybe not. Oh, I don't have an old uh, TS-7, the Tone Locks. Really? Remember those? Yeah. Those, like the pushing buttons. I actually like those. Those are cool. Mm -hmm. I don't own one of those. Those are the only two I don't own. So Yeah. They, they had know. a hot setting, I think, on it. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. Yeah. So. We need to get one of those. So if you're listening, you, you have one you don't want. <laughs> yeah, if you just, just send it. PM me. I can I give you the address. <laughs> Winter gigging. How to protect your gear. So, Max, on this one? Yeah. It's all yours, brother. <laughs> all right. So, I have a couple tips. Uh, one being a 
uh, gig musician in the Midwest, especially in uh, January, it's absolutely awful <laughs> sometimes. Or in December, which is what we're in now. I love the feeling whenever you're going, like you're running late, and so yeah. you like hurry in, and your fingers are freezing cold, and yes. so they're just not working for the first five songs. Yes. Definitely want to warm up for that. Uh, for me, Ian kind of hit on something, bring a different pair of shoes. I wear a different pair of shoes. I bring a different pair of shoes for a very specific reason. Um, if any of you guys have ever had like wet socks, it's absolutely the worst feeling in the world. Um, <laughs> last, it was like last November, last December. It's like pouring down snow, right? And like I, the I called the club ahead of time, asked if they have any spots like right by the door. They do. They clear me a spot. Cool. So I'm like I'm running late anyways because the weather's crap. Pull up. Grab my amp, not paying attention, left foot right into a snowbank. Uh, I'm wearing like tennis shoes and it's like, it has like, you know, the, the mesh vents. It's yeah. so, like my left sock, my left shoe is like totally soaked. And I'm, it's, it's miserable. It's starting to smell bad. It's just, it's absolutely miserable. So I wear a different pair of like shoes to the gig. And then once, right before yeah. I get on stage, I'll change. You know, I actually, yeah. Now that, now that you say that, I do recall being a similar situation and wearing tennis shoes for most of my life. Yeah. Because I have back problems if I don't wear anyways so anyways <laughs> uh yeah so step into a snowbank yeah. and, and it snow goes inside of said tennis shoe <laughs> and uh and so you have cold and wet one cold and one wet foot it's just it's just miserable it I is. don't no that's true so that that was actually a great that was a, gonna be my first suggestion I saw you wrote that mm -hmm. wrote that and I was like man that's that's awesome yeah. um it's Bob, a, Bob the Bob the video guy had a good answer to that too was it snow tires snow tires yeah it's yeah, a good thing to have on your car to get to the gig. Yeah, or don't have a flat tire. I've had that problem before. A flat tire on the way Man, my spear is flat, too. That's, that's good timing. It, it was terrible. I was literally like, taking pictures and showing the club owner. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm not making this up. This is really my life right now. Yeah. But anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, clumsiness. Most of this can be avoided if you're just not clumsy. And that was the last time you played the gig there. It actually was. They closed it. Actually, it was hit by a tornado. See? And you caught all because of flat tire. <laughs> no, actually, it was funny. Um... It was, it was not funny. It's actually a really terrible story. It was um, funny. Everybody died. It was awesome. No, yeah. it was a club. Uh, There's like, yeah, we have a ton of people coming out. We're like, cool. So we didn't really promote it because they're claiming they had a bunch of people coming out, right? Right. So we, we play like two sets there. The place is, of course, it's dead because we're a blues band in Indiana. And right. In the middle of nowhere, nobody wants to come see us. It's in a tiny little, like, this this town had like two stoplights, right? So uh, they short us pay, they short us a gig. They're like, okay, there's nobody here. Pack your stuff and get out. Mm -hmm. They short us like a couple hundred bucks. So my bass player on a whim was like, and again, tornado season, it's bad weather. It's really windy when we're leaving anyways. He was like, I hope this place gets hit by a tornado. <laughs> he literally called me like two hours later. He goes, you're not going to believe this. He's like, <laughs> the bar, the whole front of the bar where we were playing, hit by a tornado. Wow. Like, yeah, the whole thing, like everybody like closed the bar early. The whole thing was hit by a tornado. So, That's crazie. crazy. <laughs> I've, okay, you, you beat me. I've, I've never been in that position before. So yeah, I felt I felt awful. But on snow, we, we, you were playing blues though. I was playing blues. Were you playing a strat? I was playing a strat. There's a problem. <laughs> on the neck pickup. Telecaster fixes everything. <laughs> yeah, even, I wouldn't have been it, so mad. It, it even more gets gets rid of the bad weather in the area. Yeah, no joke. Telecasters can fight tornadoes. If you didn't know this, <laughs> um, but <laughs> sorry. <Woo>. Uh, <laughs> For the old podcast and listeners. Um, <laughs> no, but snow. There's a bunch of other stuff, too. Um, I am actually have this problem right now because I have a gig tomorrow night. Um, amplifiers, especially tube amplifiers, let them warm up. Um, try to get them, like, if you're unloading gear in priority, try to get your tube amp in first. Uh, don't just turn on the on standby. Let those tubes really get a chance to get some current in them, warm up, get acclimated to the room. 
Uh, tuning's always an issue if your if your guitars are anything like mine, they're always going flat. Um, so, yeah. So especially sure coming in from out. the car to the inside, yeah. Exactly. You're tuning like in between every chorus. Exactly. Well, especially if you get like right at the club and like you get everything plugged in, you tune up, you're like good. Don't expect your guitar to stay in tune always right before your first song. Make sure you tune up because I've had that. I was like, yeah, my guitar's in tune. I checked it, you know, when I first got here. Mm. And then that first chord is like, and it's, it's terrible. That's when they <laughs> sound made. Um, it sounds a little like Eeyore. It does. It's, it sounded terrible. It sounded like ass. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, and then if, for uh, humidity, if you have acoustics, uh, best $10 you can ever spend is like on a little humidifier mm-hmm. or like a sponge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, don't get like soaking wet, but just kind of dampen the sponge. Your guitar will kind of soak in as much moisture as it needs. And if not, you can get like cracked. So put a wet sponge in your case. No, no, not in your case. It's actually uh, like a rubber disc for uh-huh. your uh, acoustics. It has a sponge in it. Uh-huh. And then you put it in the sound hole. There's no sound hole in your strat, though. I know. That's why strats are awesome. They don't need sponges. <laughs> um, but yeah, on that kind of stuff, especially if you have your electric guitars out, mm-hmm. stay away from registers. That's actually how I got my Pollard Smith. Uh, the, the guy who owned it before me it was hanging in a store under a vent, and like the cold air coming in from the front door and the hot air coming mm-hmm. from the vent, like totally like wrecked some of the finish. And there's like little touch ups. The neck looked like a quarter pipe, basically. It, it didn't bend, but like the finish like cracked all like oh, really? in a bad way, like popped off and stuff. So I got a guitar at the discount. So you got a relic guitar. Yeah, you yeah, relics. <laughs> yeah, just like uh, Mr. Smith intended. I call him Mr. Smith. Um, so yeah, just. It, a lot of stuff is common sense. Don't be clumsy and step into snowbanks. <laughs> I have a tendency to do that a lot. Ask my wife. Oh. <laughs> or mud. That's the other one. So, But anyways. Yeah. Right. Cool. Winter tips. The Gear Vault. We have this fire bottle. Have you ever heard of this? I've never heard Ma- of this Magnetic bottle. pickup booster by Effectrode. I'm very excited. So, um, yeah, we just plugged this in. Runs on a 12-volt adapter. Supplied, I believe. Got it. And it has a variable impedance sort of switch. So right now it's off. So right now, we're, yeah, you're not being buffered in any way. Nope. So, and we have a, a lot of cable. So you're a lot of cable. Yeah, so it's not going to sound as clear as, as what it normally would with the buffer on. So actually do this. Play it without the buffer, the clean port city amp, and then kick on the buffer just so people know. So this is without the buffer. Now with the buffer. Okay, so now with that, with the buffer, it's going to be clear. So, for the test of this fire bottle, um, we're going to leave the buffer off, and I'll explain in a minute. So, I'm going to kick it on. It's just simply a clean boost. I say simply, it's a clean boost with a tone control. So. Now let me change this impedance switch. Change it again. Now, I'll do the same thing, but turn the buffer on. Okay, let me turn the switch. So as you can see, there's not a gigantic yeah. amount of difference because, I mean, once you start changing everything to a low impedance, I don't, don't know the circuit, but I'm assuming that it's buffering and stuff at the beginning. Yeah, um, for sure. 
So, uh, you know, once you turn a buffer on, not a whole lot to change there. It's not going to change it to a high, uh, high impedance. Um, tone control? Did we even mess with the tone control? Let's see what this yeah. tone control's got. We're first time, guys. We have no idea yeah. about this metal. I have no idea. So, for this one, I have to actually go adjust the levels, but we're going to drive that amp into overdrive. Yes. Cool? Yeah. All right, so let me go do that real quick. Where's the pizza? All right, so I just simply turned the mic levels down so we don't clip the mic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you probably don't have a whole lot of volume with, without it on. Okay, so volume all the way up. Turn the switchy. Is that, is that the technical name for it? Switchy. switchy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and again. Turn the tone knob up. And down. Okay, so basically we're totally pummeling the front end of that port city amp. <laughs> Big uh, time. And it's a flat, clean yeah. amp. Yeah, I mean, you, you, generally when you turn it up almost all the way up, like it barely breaks up with it, with it wide open. So, um, And it wasn't really intended to be like a cranked amp sort of thing. It's, yeah. it's kind of intended to be like a clean platform that's really good for pedals. So, uh, And, you know, we have, like, I, I actually like to boost it with a Klon. I think it actually does sound good with a, a Klon-type pedal. Yeah. But uh, a full, like, even the decibel boost or, or the DB Plus or, you know, just a full frequency boost. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of boosting amps with those. Just my personal thing. Sure. Um, but, yeah, that one. Can, can I see it real quick? I guess. I wonder what it sound like with, uh, with a bridge, with uh, a proper bridge. <sighs> Chicken-picking country lit. I'm just itching. Let's see. So I'll do. I like it when you play it. So it's kind of compressy. It's yeah. It compresses a lot. You hit a lot harder than me, too. I, I hit really hard, yeah. Let's see, you're doing... Yeah. Right? Yeah. Something like that? Some of that. So. No docking? Oh, I do know docking. Yeah. Oh, okay. My dad doesn't do it. <laughs> oh, I'm just joking. Ah. My dad. Oh, <laughs> I'm man. just joking. You, gotta, you, you, can't, you can't pass up that kind of joke when it comes up. <laughs> yeah, I remember them in, you know, I was like four. That's great. That's fun. Thanks. That doesn't make me feel old at all. <laughs> all right. So, you got anything else you want to ch check out? With, That's pretty with the cool. Fireball? Yeah. Right? I, I was wondering, what are these aerodynamicals for? Let me go faster. That makes it go faster. So yeah, there's there's holes in the side, and it's got Alex Velcro on it. So don't break your thumb. Right. Again. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. The, and the story behind that is Alex Clay's works for a company and uh, a good friend of ours. He let uh, Travis borrow 
his Big Muff, his green Big Muff. The, the original, like, Big yeah. Muff. Yeah. yeah. The green box. And, and, and the Velcro is, like, super duper, uh, you know, like, you can't. Nuclear you, adhesive. Yeah, you can't get it <laughs> off the pedal board. So Travis and I were both trying to tear it off the pedal board. And uh, it broke free, smashed my finger, and broke my nail, <laughs> broke my nail off. It was awesome. So sounds um, sounds awesome. <laughs> was, I'd say I'm sorry it was you, but I'm glad it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the reason for the for the Velcro joke. So all right. So that's it for uh, this week's Chasing Tone video show. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, uh, comment below, or you can always email us at podcast at wampapedal.com. So we'll see you next week. Thanks for watching.